0: Welcome, everybody. My name is Corey Allen, and this, of course, is the Overton Report. So glad that you could join us today. Uh, Hopefully, you're catching this live at 6 p.m. every Monday. Uh, on bigpatriotradio.com. But don't worry, if you miss that live show, you can catch it just a couple of days later at theovertonreport.substack.com. This is, I believe, our sixth episode. Today, we have some very cool stuff to talk about South Carolina, North Carolina, National. uh, there's There's a lot going on, a lot going on throughout the country. A lot of corruption going on right here in South Carolina, but which we're going to get into. But first I want to talk about this uh well 2023 version of BLM that's undoubtedly going to lead to riots during election season. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> I hope everybody's prepared. But uh and that of course is, is the the gender ideology. Um we have critical race theory and this new one or this this it's not really new trans ideology and, and it, it really is critical gender theory is what it is. Uh, it, it's no secret that they have been coming after children younger and younger and younger. And we always hear where, well, the, the argument from the left when we talk about this is the same thing that they do with critical race theory in schools they say it's just it's not happening nobody's trying to trans your kids they're not trying to do that you know we'll show them books in school that that literally have a like gender queer is a great example in school libraries all over the place that shows extremely graphic sexual acts uh, between same-sex And trans people, or trans kids, (sighs) which, to be honest with you, I mean, trans kids don't exist, okay? That's one thing that I think we get uh, a little bit in the weeds with when we're having this discussion, is uh, they'll talk, uh, the the left will come and, and set the stage for the debate about this when really we're doing ourselves a disservice and even allowing them to 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 set those boundaries or those rules for the debate because there's no such thing as a trans child what there is such thing as is a a child that is groomed and manipulated by adults in their life whether it be their teachers counselors medical personnel parents they're they're manipulated into this social contagion tiktok <laughs> right, pop culture, and in an effort to fit in or seek approval from their parents, you see this all the time, uh, a leftist adult or parent will say, oh, my my kid at three years old was telling me, my, my son was telling me he was actually a girl, and, you know, we just went with it. And we could tell that, and and it always comes down to this, it's like, we could tell that he was a girl because he just, you know, he didn't like sports or, uh, he didn't like to play with, uh, like army men. (laughs) He, he wanted to, and a lot of times they'll have an older sister, older sibling of the opposite sex that they look up to. And like, he wanted to, you know, have a tea party with his big sister. So obviously he's actually a born in the wrong body. He's a girl. And that's insane because these are the same people always that will tell you that there's no such thing as as gender uh, as gender roles, you know, like there's no right way to be a guy or right way to be a girl. But they're the ones that enforce it. Right. Because nobody in their right mind thinks that if a boy doesn't play sports when he's five, that he's obviously a girl. Or oh, he doesn't like the color blue, you know. And it's it's not hyperbole when I say that. That that really is one of the main ways that parents and adults in general who buy into this ideology trick children into believing that they're actually born in the wrong body and that the opposite sex. Even as they continue to say that this isn't something that they're doing, they're not transing the kids. I mean, Daniel Radcliffe, you know, Harry Potter. Well, first off, we've all seen J.K. Rowling just get browbeat for saying women are women and men are not women. We've all seen that happening uh, over the past couple of years. Daniel Radcliffe, who played Harry Potter, he's gone full force the other way. He was. He just put out a video where he's interviewing kids, trans youth, talking to them about how they knew that they were trans. And these are the things that they say. Listen to this. I learned from, you know, out of the cradle that I am, you know, that I was a boy. I should like blue. I should like sports. I should be manly. I should like superheroes. Yeah. And... I just, I never associated myself with those things. And we are told that we're not old enough to know, to know this yet. Like, I mean, I'm only 11 years old. How do I know I'm a girl? And I need more time to think about this. Do you have like a slightly condescending, but well-meaning attitude of like, well, people are young and like, how do we, you know, that is a huge decision. I'd love to hear from all of you about like why we, can trust kids to like tell us who they are? Well, I just feel like, well, me and you kind of share like a similar story. I transitioned like super young. I came out to my mom and well, not telling her I was trans, but told her that I was a girl at the age of six. It's been like years, like what I've lived female more than I've ever lived male. So like, I just feel like it's just living proof that I obviously knew who I was just like everyone else does. I don't understand why I can't just decide that I'm a girl. I, it's, it's a big decision to decide I'm a girl, it's a big decision to decide I'm a boy. Right. It's just, it's the same thing. There's no, there's no age. You don't have to be 18 to decide that, oh, I am who I am. I think we don't give children enough credit for coming into this world and having a sense of purity and understanding for themselves. Like. Um, I definitely had that at a very young age, and I tried to express that a lot, but I grew up in, like, a very stereotypically Christian family. Okay. So, like, me telling my mom any type of me being different was like, oh, my God, like, literally she called my grandma and they prayed over me. I was, like, seven.
1: (laughs) I was, like, seven.
0: And, like, at that very moment, like, it was very, like, fearful, like, fear-striking. As I said, like, I always knew I was a boy because it was just a thing that I grew up knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And so... This is a real dilemma, a real social contagion, a real situation that we only in Western society find ourselves in at this moment. And it's it's dangerous. But even then, you know, we still in Charleston, you had MUSC providing trans care for kids. You know, we exposed how they were trying to normalize youth drug use, adolescent drug use, and things like that uh, in, in a PowerPoint presentation that they used to train medical professionals. That's on one of our previous radio shows. We discussed that. And they were also doing gender-affirming care for, for minors, hormone treatments and things like that. They said that they weren't, but they got busted and, sa- and then said, okay, well, we'll stop. And just like when we exposed this training program that they had for their medical staff, they didn't actually stop. They deleted our access to it. So we don't see it anymore. They've taken it off their website, but that doesn't mean basically they hide it when they get, when they get caught, they hide it. And that's the way that the left works. They do what they do in in the dark. And when you bring it to light, and this is going to be important for the for another story that, that I'm going to talk about today. When you bring it into the light, they deny it and then just push it deeper into a darker corner. That's what they do. So in North Carolina, uh, Redux and the Daily Wire uh, caught this. A, a clinic called Cosmetic Concierge was caught performing double mastectomies on 14 and 15 year olds. The trans surgery that they're saying that they don't do on kids. They weren't even trying to hide it on their own website. They have before and after photos and they were not blurred out 14 and 15 year old on the cosmetic concierge website and that is a group out of North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, we went through and found some videos about the doctor and the the procedures that they do. They do male to female and female to male. Very very strange stuff. And and to have 14 and 15 year olds on there, it was it was big news, very big news. This is at Redux Uh, r-e-d-u-x-x dot info north carolina cosmetic surgery clinic reportedly operated on 14 year old transgender patients girls as young as 14 have had elective double mastectomies at a cosmetic surgery clinic in charlotte north carolina that's right down the street relatively prompting outrage from members of the public On April 8th, screenshots began circulating on Twitter showing before and after photos of young girls who had undergone, quote, top surgery, which is a voluntary removal of both breasts as part of, quote, gender affirming trans care. And there's an entire section on the cosmetic concierge that has these before and after photos of tons of people and different types of surgeries. And yeah, there were 14, 15, 16-year-olds, and they, those those have now been removed because, like I said, they hide it when they're caught. But even then, they have people still who are like 18 and 19 years old, and that means that the, even those those people, even though that they were adults, technically, when they actually got that surgery, it means that they were being groomed towards it while they were minors. So this whole argument of it's not really happening, it's, you know, you're making something out of nothing, they, it's the same thing that they did with critical race theory in schools and the porn books that uh, so many of us have fought so hard to, to get out of school libraries. You know, first they deny it. Then you show them examples and they say, oh, well, that's not that's you're, you're leaving out context, which I don't know what kind of context an elementary school student should see illustrations of children performing sex acts on each other in an elementary school library book. I don't know what kind of context that's OK. I don't know what kind of context it's OK to uh, mutilate children because of some mental condition that they're being groomed into by adults i don't know what context makes that okay either that then when all else fails they keep moving that goalpost it's not happening then you prove that it's happening then it's oh that's you're taking that out of context and then you show that there's no acceptable context and then it's well you're just a bigot You're just a transphobe. You're just a homophobe. You're just a racist. And we see this. It's happening throughout pop culture. This whole thing with Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light, that whole controversy, they did lose a lot of money. And then they used, once the price dropped, they used like BlackRock and Vanguard to purchase up a lot of stock and kind of even it back out. But that won't last. I mean, that can only hold up for So long, as long as we keep that boycott going and don't let this go. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because a lot of people, you know, were asking me and, you know, I would just I would also just see a lot of people asking this in general, asking why would they do this? Like, that's not Bud's. That's not Budweiser's target audience. That's not their clientele. So it was a stupid move for them to do it. But you don't... I think people are missing the real point here. They're not trying to advertise to a clientele. They're trying to engineer society. Remember, these are postmodernists. They think that everything is a social construct. And if you believe that, if you believe that certain institutions or groups are able to construct morality in society any way they want to. Well, then they also will have to inherently believe that that means that they're able to construct society how they want to construct it. So their goal isn't to 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 reach out to their current clientele. their goal is to create uh, and normalize, right? It's a bigger, it's a bigger thing. They're not trying to cater to their customer base. They're trying to engineer the social norms of the customer base by continuing to normalize these things. They don't care if they lose money because it's about power. And in the long run, they'll be fine because it bumps their ESG scores up. And especially with a company like Anheuser-Busch, right? Because it's alcohol, which can be damaging to society or is damaging to a lot of parts of a lot of people in society. So that already puts them on a a little bit of a disadvantage when it comes to their emotional, social uh, and governance score. That already puts them teetering a little bit. And they have a frat boy image like the woman who was responsible for uh, doing the Dylan Mulvaney thing said, the VP of marketing. So that hurts them, ESG wise. And they they use they, a lot of pollution. There's a lot of pollution there. Uh, aluminum cans, so mining, things like that. So they have to make up for that with being woke, you know, so they can keep that higher ESG score. And remember, they're a French company, Anheuser-Busch is owned uh, by a foreign nation, so they're following European standards when it comes to their ESGs. So yeah, it's all about manipulating and socially engineering people, especially kids. So that's what this really is. You know, you can't really think of it as, well, they really missed the mark on that one. No, they didn't. They knew exactly what they were doing. Exactly. What they were doing. And, you know, I saw something just insane today. Uh, in Florida, right now, a uh, Senate, the, the Senate committee unanimously passed a bill that would give the death penalty to those who commit sexual crimes against children. Okay? And the argument from the left is going to blow your mind. Here's, here's a tweet from a leftist regarding that Senate committee, passing that bill, bringing it into the House to, to vote. I'm not going to beat around the bush. This is DeSantis going full Putin. This is solely so they can start executing LGBTQ people. If you're queer and in Florida, get out while you still can. That's what they think. They think punishing people who commit sex crimes against children is a specific attack geared directly at the LGBTQ community. Why is that? Because they are trying to normalize pedophilia. That's what the radical gender mafia is doing. They're trying to normalize it. And that's why we keep seeing this happen. That's why we keep... That's why there's always a drag brunch for children. There's always drag shows for the whole family there's always a new trans child who's the next big influencer on tiktok or twitter It's, it's constant because they're trying to normalize that and that is gonna that is the biggest fight of our life i mean i don't know why they think they can get away with that and i also don't know what kind of person Unless, unless they are one of those types of people who's part of the LGBTQ community and commit sexual crimes against children, I don't know how you could think, I don't know how you can square that. Giving the death penalty to those who commit sex crimes against children is solely, quote solely, so that they can start executing LGBTQ people? How, how do you square that? I don't, you, you tell me. Golly. The Democrats, fan they, they are just corrupt. And just gross. Just very gross. So listen, uh, I teased yesterday that on today's show, we were going to talk about the, uh, the uni party in South Carolina a little bit and and some stuff that we discovered with regard to a, a group called the Palmetto Truth Project, okay? Now, we all know the Freedom Caucus and the the South Carolina Freedom Caucus, which is run by Adam Morgan uh well, I mean, he's the director uh, but the South Carolina Freedom Caucus has been taking a lot of flack. They were, if you remember, when they refused to sign an oath, they were then, which which would require them to not campaign against or, or say anything harmful to about any other Republicans during campaigns, uh, campaign seasons, which is pretty in- insane because, you know, you've got very liberal Republicans and if you can't, if you're not allowed to say anything about them, I mean how are you supposed to replace them with good Republicans, with real conservatives? How are you supposed to do that? So, and, and of course, also keep in mind that that oath and signing a document like that was unprecedented, it had never been done before, not only here, but anywhere. Like, they don't even do that in Washington, D.C. or any other state. So it was unprecedented, and it was done specifically for the purpose of forcing conservative republicans in the state house to stay silent as the liberal republicans and the establishment types um i don't mean to use that term loosely uh, but as they continue just screwing us over you know giving over a billion dollars to a foreign company that bases its entire existence off of ESG scores to build electric cars <laughs> electric trucks but anyway, um, the Palmetto Truth Project is a new uh, little pack, little 501c3. I don't know how they're a 501c3. I mean, it seems to me that they should be a 501c4. But you know, it's a new little pack, and they have a Twitter page, and on that Twitter page, they uh, put out a video uh, with clips of Freedom Caucus members while they're at the State House during uh, during session. You know, they'll go up there. This is basically how it works. Well, this video showed them refuse showed the Freedom Caucus refusing to take questions on various amendments that they were putting forward um, and things like that. But this is <laughs> it was so disingenuous. Because this is how it works, okay? Everybody in the state house goes up to the podium and they'll make their speech. They have a certain amount of time and after they go up there and they say what they have to say, whether it's about an amendment or a bill or whatever the case may be, a proposal, they'll be asked by the Speaker Pro Temp if they would like to use their some of their time that's allotted to them for the day to answer questions. Literally every single state rep that goes up there at least 50% of the time doesn't take questions. Like, no, I made my point, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to answer any questions. But they decided to use that as a hit piece on Freedom Caucus members only, <laughs> which is really funny. Really funny. We did some digging into the, what the Palmetto Truth Project is, and before I go further in that, I, I want to touch on the county of Clarendon. Clarendon County is a small county under Clyburn's Iron Thumb which is why it is such a devastated community it's been run uh, it's, it's beautiful there are beautiful areas manning is, is very pretty nice town but but there's a lot of poverty there there's a lot of uh, underdeveloped areas right it needs work it's been under the democrat rule been under democrat rule for a long time and actually it's a family right kimberly johnson and kevin johnson kevin johnson is a state senator kimberly johnson was a state rep and the uh chairman of the clarendon county school board and this is going to be important coming up okay so pay attention the clarendon county school board is selected by the legislative delegation they're one of three in the state that are not elected by the people they're selected uh so basically, it was Kevin Johnson and his daughter picking who was on the school board. And they do that with a lot of boards in in, uh, in Clarendon. Well, the school board right now, Clarendon County School Board, um, is under investigation by the investigator general and the governor of South Carolina, Henry McMaster. They're... Uh, for, they're under investigation for financial irregularities, uh, super corrupt place, very vicious. The, the the Democrat machine there, very vicious. I mean, veiled threats to citizens who ask questions, some of them not really even that veiled. I mean, uh, the, the Johnsons have employed operatives to just come and browbeat people and try and beat them down and silence them and shut them up by almost any means necessary it's uh it's very disgusting. It's not the way that the that public service and city and county government is supposed to work at all it's It's really almost mafia like. We have done some exposes and some interviews. uh you know, Kimberly Johnson was very close, like a main ally to Crystal Matthews, who, if you remember, was running against Tim Scott and uh was also running against Jordan Pace. Who's a freedom caucus member uh, for her state House seat at the same time, lost both of those races, of course. and uh, that was because it had a large part to do with Project Veritas exposing her talking about putting sleepers in the Republican Party in South Carolina. I know we all remember that. it was a huge story last election cycle. Well, Kimberly Johnson was like her main ally, best friend, best friend. So Fawn Petalino... Republican out of Clarendon County beat Kim Johnson. She has been trying to get to the bottom of some of the shady financial dealings when it comes to Clarendon County uh, school district, because, you know, the school district is like giving the superintendent allowance for uh, for homes when the guy doesn't even live in the district. And just there's there's been a lot of irregularities. And they refused to answer any questions. So Fawn wrote a letter to Governor McMaster and an investigation has begun. We will see how that turns out. I'm sure you're saying, well, okay, what does this have to do with the Palmetto Truth Project? What does this have to do with these uh, attacks and this dark money sending thousands upon thousands of mailers making false claims about... Freedom Caucus members? Well, I'm glad you asked. It turns out that Palmetto Truth Project, the registered agent for Palmetto Truth Project, is not only the former assistant solicitor in Clarendon County, appointed by Kevin Johnson, not only a current school board member in Clarendon County, appointed by Kevin and Kimberly Johnson, who also donated money to Kevin and Kimberly Johnson, prior to being appointed to the school board, held both positions at the same time, wasn't supposed to. Fawn called him out on it, and he gave up the assistant solicitorship, kept the school board position. Not only that, he's also the vice chair of the Clarendon County Democrat Party. He was a page for Kevin Johnson. (laughs) Sorry, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. His name is Alexander Craven. So, basically, this guy created the Palmetto Truth Project, has magical access to tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to send out high-quality mailers to tens of thousands of people in districts all across the state just created this this uh Palmetto Truth project March 5th of this year. And he works for uh a law office called Knight and Whittington out in Somerville and has a family home in Somerton and that's in Clarendon County and that's how he's able to be appointed to Clarendon County area positions, right? And and you know Fitz News actually has has written about this uh this situation with the, the Freedom Caucus and this twitter account which now we know is actually an entire dark money pack run by a democrat uh lawyer who was appointed to the school board of Clarendon County by democrat uh a democrat family that runs their county like a mafia so uh, when when will folks at fits news you know actually this is what brought my attention to it so i'm really you know shout out to him on april 10th he, he the the article's titled, no question south carolina freedom caucus dinged for not debating do they have good reasons though and here i'm going to read you some of the uh, some of the article Uh, One of the most important storylines so far in the 125th regular season of the South Carolina General Assembly is the ongoing battle between members of the, quote, Republican establishment and the conservative South Carolina Freedom Caucus. Republicans won a supermajority in the South Carolina House of Representatives back in November, but the level of acrimony between these two warring factions has created a caustic cacophony of discontent. Wow, I like that. Alliteration, I always love alliteration. Uh, One which grows louder with each fresh escalation. Back in January, the SC House Republican Caucus voted to expel members of the Freedom Caucus from their organization. More recently, caucus leaders have launched a costly and clandestine campaign targeting conservative lawmakers in their own district. uh, Previewing what is expected to be an extremely bloody partisan primary season in 2024. So you see, this is ongoing. The Democrats in the state house and the uh, and, and the leadership of the Republican caucus in the state house have teamed up to attack the most conservative members or 20, 20 people who are among the most conservative members. They're not the only conservatives in the state house, but you know, they make up a good 50% of the true conservatives at least in the state house right now. It goes on to say this week, the GOP establishment's campaign against the conservative wing of its own party found its way onto social media via a Twitter broadside from the so called Palmetto truth project. This entity, which bills itself as a quote group of South Carolina business and community leaders called out freedom caucus members for allegedly refusing to participate in debate or what passes as debate at the South Carolina state house. According to the first video offering from this anonymous group, Freedom Caucus members are purportedly, quote, legislating for likes and retweets and are doing, quote, more running than fighting in the state capitol. Quote, these legislators can't take questions because their proposals are nonsense designed for social media posts, the group noted in a social media post. And that's kind of what, what we're touching on, right? So it's not a group of community leaders and business businessmen and women it's it's a pay for play appointed school board member in Clarendon County working alongside leadership in the GOP in the GOP caucus i mean that's insanity seems like a little bit of pay for play going on here and you know we're we're still digging into this and and here's one of the things that i know is going to happen they're, some people are going to come and they're going to say well, he's a lawyer and he's the registered agent, but that doesn't mean he has anything to do with it. Maybe this is something he does. He just registers agencies and, you know, he becomes a registered agent for different organizations. No, that's not true. He there there are two things that he has registered as an agent on. One is Palmetto Truth Project, and the other is uh an LLC. It's got uh, Metropole. Not sure what that is, but it's an some some random LLC which has nothing to do with politics. And the crazy the crazy thing about this Twitter account and the unbelievably disingenuous attack uh that they levied against the Freedom Caucus. I mean, you can discuss look, I've got no problem having issues with the ideas or the policies or the principles and having those discussions that's cool with me I I love that that's how society is supposed to function especially politics okay but when you go and, and you post a video that's like just clips of of freedom caucus members of members of one caucus doing... Something that is just ubiquitous, like not taking questions sometimes when they're on the podium, not using their time to answer disingenuous questions from leftists and some liberal Republican hacks, quote unquote, who have a personal vendetta against you, not using your own time on the floor to answer those questions, something they all do. Every single elected representative does that very often, daily. Every single day that they hold session, multiple state reps go up to the podium, say their piece, and walk away without taking questions. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And all of the state reps and state senators, most of them Republican, who follow the Palmetto Truth Project on Twitter, and we're sharing this all over, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that I can find as many examples as you want me to find of all of them doing the exact same thing. I guarantee you, okay? And look, like I said, I'm fine with having like policy discussions, right? I'm fine with maybe... Maybe those Republican, uh, those more moderate or liberal Republicans, don't like the fact that the Freedom Caucus voted against allowing a foreign company to come in here and giving that company $1.3 billion, including $400 million in cash, in order to build an electric truck plant in South Carolina, the first car of which, best case scenario, doesn't come off of the line for another seven or eight years. I mean, if, they, if they've if got a problem with that, that's fine. I mean, we can have that discussion. Are you guys, like, are are the Democrats and the moderate Republicans over there really that fascistic that they're going to give a German car company that was literally in, uh, created by Adolf Hitler $400 million in cash and another billion dollars in, in tax incentives to build electric cars here? Which, by the way... <laughs> is exactly what led a lot of them to vote in favor of hate speech and hate crime laws in South Carolina because they got to, you know, Volkswagen has an ESG score to keep up and you got to have a hate crime law for them to come here. So, I mean, if we want to talk about that, we can talk about those things. But some of these attack ads, you know, they're talking about they how the Freedom Caucus voted against bringing jobs to South Carolina and things like that. It's like super disingenuous. They voted against giving a multinational woke company free reign to run roughshod over our state. (laughs) You know, that's what they voted against. But what I really find intriguing is that... Most of the people who shared it, or a very large portion of the people who are sharing these attack ads and these hits on uh, the Freedom Caucus by Palmetto Truth Project, are Republicans. I find that interesting, especially knowing that it's a vice chair of the Clarendon County Democrat Party, a an appointed school board member who is a, fo- a definitely far left Democrat type. Well, I say far left. I mean, he'll do whatever the left wants him to do. Alex Craven will who registered this 501c3 a month ago and already has enough money to just be sending out thousands and thousands and thousands of mailers. And, and it's all just like hidden. It's very, it's, it's, it's very shady, you know, let me continue with this Fitz news article because, uh, there are more points that I want to make based upon it. Uh, The article continues, uh, This lack of self-awareness notwithstanding, the video received an unexpected thumbs-up from veteran state senator Tom Davis, Republican, uh, a libertarian-leaning GOP lawmaker who is historically aligned with pro-freedom issues. Davis minced no words regarding his views on the Freedom Caucus. Quote, This is performative nonsense, and that's putting it charitably, Davis wrote, referring to the group. There's zero effort by these self-styled freedom fighters to meaningfully engage on pending legislation in an attempt to make it better. Only sophomoric jackassery to generate product for social media feeds. So, yeah, I mean, I think that, actually, I think that Tom Davis's statement there would would be better off in describing the bull**** video that, uh, that Alex Craven Posted on Twitter. That's what I think. Sophomore at Jackassery to generate a product for social media feed. Yeah, exactly. Just lies. Now, a lot of this anger towards the Freedom Caucus members, especially the freshmen, it, it, it comes from the, the establishment leadership being very angry that their friends who held those seats lost their primaries. And... You can especially tell in the uh, state house from the state representative side that the people, or at least a good portion of the liberal Republicans who are the most vitriolic, the most hateful, like Micah Kasky, the most mean-spirited, disingenuous, are the ones who barely squeaked by. In their primaries, they're the ones that are feeling the heat, which is also why they wanted to put in uh, that in that oath, a demand that nobody speak bad about any of the other members of the caucus because they want to hold on to that power and they're paying these people back. We had a chance. We had such a big chance to get some real, real conservative Republican legislation done this year and and next year. We had a real chance. We had a super majority. But the reality is that too many of the liberal Republicans are more interested in holding on to their power and they don't really want to pass conservative legislation because they're not really conservatives. We are number 49 out of 50 of having the most liberal Republican legislature behind Hawaii. Hawaii. Democrat-held states have more conservative Republicans than South Carolina, a ruby-red state. There's no reason for that, except except for the fact that there's an established... I hate using this term because it's so loaded, right? Like, like rhino is such a loaded term, uniparty is a loaded term as well, but there's really no other way to describe what this is. It is a group of people who are all in a club and they all have the same goal, retain power and earn favors. And they work together to do that. And that's what's going on here. They're working, Democrat and Republican, quote, the liberal Republican establishment, however you want to put it. They're working together to stamp out The most conservative wing of the party, which is why they booted them out, because they didn't want neither of those two entities. Neither the Democrats nor the Republican leadership wanted a true supermajority. Neither of them want to pass conservative legislation. And the only way to stop them from doing it is to get them out of office. So they had to do whatever they could to try and hold on to that power i don't see any of these republicans sending mailers out about democrat legislators that's crazy to me democrat legislators trying to force women and young girls to go into bathrooms with men with mental issues who wear dresses no mailers the only time they send out any mailers against Democrats is during election season if they're running against that Democrat, right? That's the only time. This is an election season. These people are working together with dark money to attack the most conservative part of the most conservative wing of the South Carolina State House. And that should tell you everything you need to know about who they are, what their goals are, and what's really going on. Because... If you look at the very first follower that Palmetto Truth Project had, it was SC Policy Watchdog, which can't get into it right now, but we will once we have the undeniable evidence that I'm waiting on currently, but it is checks in the mail, right, is run by a Republican. The very first follower is a Twitter page. Run by a Republican, so who's who's adamant about remaining anonymous so he doesn't lose his job in the government? <laughs> okay, like it says it on that Twitter account, SC Policy Watchdog. So yeah, this is just it's a it's an incestuous relationship. We get tricked too often, especially in the primaries. These guys they make all these promises, they say they're on your side. When it comes down to it, hate crime, hate crime laws. I'm sorry, but that is. Uh, that's the type of stuff that leads to hate speech laws, like they're doing in Florida right now, because slippery slopes are real. These these things are are not small, okay. And to moving moving back to the Fitz News article, he spoke to uh, April Cromer, who's a freshman uh, member of the State House and a Freedom Caucus member. And here's what she had to say quote They're desperate, and it's showing," Cromer told me. Well, folks, referring to the GOP leadership. Cromer also made it clear no amount of political pressure from establishment politicians would cause her to abandon her core beliefs. Quote, there's nothing they can do or offer to change me, she said. Cromer provided context uh, for the clips of her speaking in the House chamber, saying the footage was taken on March 8th, 2023, during debate over a controversial hate crime bill, oh, which cleared the House, oh, and is currently pending before the South Carolina Senate. Cromer proposed an amendment to the bill, which is H uh, three three one zero four, attempting to define sex for the purpose of its use in the legislation. As I noted in previous coverage, says Will, the bill which cleared the House was a sloppy statute, one containing zero guidance as to how any discriminatory factor should be defined. Cromer's amendment, which was shot down by an alliance of Democrats and establishment Republicans, would have defined genders based on specific reproductive roles as indicated by the person's sex chromosomes, naturally occurring sex hormones, and their internal and external genitalia that is present at birth. In other words, based on people's genders. Quote, I told them I wouldn't take questions because if they didn't know what a woman was, I couldn't help them, Cromer said and that that is what palmetto truth project and their little buddies in republican gop leadership in south carolina decided to use to attack april cromer oh she wouldn't take questions bro if you're questioning what a woman is you shouldn't be in a state house i mean i know you're not a biologist but damn it you really got to ask a question so yeah disingenuous Uh, And and here's an example of of something that they sent out about Jordan Pace, another freshman, uh, the one who beat Crystal Matthews, which I think it's interesting because, like I said, Kimberly Johnson and Kevin Johnson, the people who selected Kevin Johnson's former page, Alex Craven, to be a school board member and assistant solicitor, uh, are best friends, very close and worked hard hand in hand with Crystal Matthews and Jordan Pace beat Crystal Matthews. So you see, there's a little bit of, so they sent out an attack ad on Jordan Pace and it says here, and this is of course from the Palmetto truth project that he voted against bringing 5,000 new jobs to South Carolina, which like I said, was a foreign company created by Adolf Hitler who runs on European ESG standards and they want to build electric trucks. And we had to give them $400 $400 million in cash and a billion dollars in tax breaks in order to get them to come here and pass a hate crimes law. <laughs> Basically, it's just n- nonsense. And these people, they have no shame. And like I said, they're just going to push it darker. The attacks that are going to come for me now, are I, I am just, whew, I'm ready for it. I just need your support in it. <laughs> because I know that they're going to come. I know it's going to be really bad. And I'll leave, the, I'll leave it here. On Palmetto Truth Project's website, it says, We believe there is too much at stake to play political games and want our General Assembly to find real solutions to fix our real problems here. The Palmetto Truth Project will serve as a resource for votes and policy decisions that impact all of South Carolina and will shine a light on those who are holding our state back. It's insane. They always do what they accuse us of doing always playing political games like misleading videos like a dark money organization attacking the most conservative wing of the republican party in south carolina via an incestuous relationship between democrats out of clarendon and gop leadership those are political games that's what's holding us back and i'll tell you unless we can really get people like this get groups like this out of the way of politics we will never ever be able to find a real solution to any of the actual issues facing south carolina talk about playing games these people are playing games with you the voter they're lying to you they're working together against you the conservative and republican voter this isn't over guys and of course part of the most shady most corrupt county clarendon part of the most corrupt entity in that county the the appointed school board which currently has investigations ongoing into them misappropriating money by the governor so yeah talk to me about games And then pretending to be a group of businessmen and community leaders? There's a lot more to find out here, and we have just scratched the surface, but you needed to know this, so we wanted to get it out there. Listen, the only way to fight against these types of shady backroom deals is to shine a light on it. They get really mad, they get really aggressive. First they ignore you, then they attack you. Then they try to discredit you. Then you win. You just got to keep pushing, keep asking those tough questions, keep making them uncomfortable because they have proven they don't give a damn how uncomfortable you are. They have proven themselves incapable of doing the right thing. Even when the right thing is staring them dead in the face, they've proven themselves to be more willing to take part in shady backroom deals with Democrats than work with members of their own party. They have proven themselves to not give a damn about you, the citizen. They belittle anyone who comes at them, ask them questions. They get their little operatives to send threats. The more effective you become, they do everything they can to browbeat you out of the process. And then they lie about the statesmen and stateswomen who are trying their best to do the right thing. This factional stuff has got to go, and the only way to do that is to get... to. How do I say this? The only way to do that is to get rid of them. Get rid of them. Get rid of that leadership that has proven to you they don't care. They don't care about what's right or principled, especially from a conservative perspective. I'm sorry, but paying multinational corporations billions of dollars to come here for 5,000 jobs, maybe. Well, the last few times we spent billions of dollars on these types of projects didn't really work out too well. We were just out money and there were no jobs, right? Carolina Panther Stadium, right? So spare me, spare me the lies, the manipulation tactics, the the false attacks. enough, enough. You want to have policy discussions, have policy discussions. Tell you what, GOP caucus, who thinks it's so funny that these that these members of the Freedom Caucus were up on the podium, presented their amendments, and decided not to take questions a couple of times. I'll tell you what, if you hadn't booted them out of the caucus, y'all could have had those discussions prior to being on the floor. But no, 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 your ego... Your ego, you couldn't just, you couldn't take that hit to that ego, could you? Hyatt. Kasky. Because that's what's important, right? It's so much more important than legislating conservative issues and conservative policies with a super majority. Much more important for that ego to get stroked the right way. Clown world. And I don't know how, how long you think the people will sit back and let you do it without acting. I don't know. I don't know why you. You've gotten, you know, I get it. You've gotten away with it for a long time. But the times, well, the times, they are a-changing, my friend. People have woken up to your games. People have woken up to your tactics. And, well, that's the first step to changing things, isn't it? Becoming aware. So, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Of course, you can catch us every Monday at 6 p.m. on BigPatriotRadio.com. And you can always... Find us, uh, find our shows a couple of days later at the overton Also, we'll be putting out an article that has uh, source source documents and source information about what we've spoken about today. And you can always, uh, and, and don't forget to uh, follow us on Facebook at, at facebook.com slash Corey.Allen.Overton uh, and YouTube, YouTube.com slash Overton Report, or you could just search the Overton Report on YouTube and we'll pop up. Thank you guys so much for your continued support. We got some big things in the works. DeSantis is coming on Wednesday. We're going to see him and then we're going to go head up to Clemson. There's going to be a, a protest, a massive, uh, I, I believe it'll be a massive protest because somebody is going to be there speaking against trans uh, like men and women's sports. So that'll be fun. Definitely keep an eye out because we're going to be going around asking questions and see what see what the uh, protesters are gonna are gonna act like it should be should be interesting so that's wednesday big day on wednesday thank you guys so much for tuning in my name is Corey allen and this has been the overton report